This is the Howell Creek Radio address for Saturday, December 21st, 2013. I'm Joel Duick. few minutes during a meeting at work this week in which we all became collectively aware of a cat. Not a cat that had wandered into the room, nor a cat that any of us owns, but a cat belonging to one of the elderly residents of the facility. No one had, in fact, seen it or even thought about it for quite a while. Thing is, its owner has been in the hospital for a couple of weeks now. One of the group had been keeping house late at night, blissfully free of any thought of work or woe, when she was struck with a question, right out of the clear gray sky. Where was Dorothy Duffer's cat? So there it is in my notes from the meeting, a marginal bit penned in block caps, which reads, Cat might be dead. Now that we'd all collectively realized this, people were going to go to the apartment, make inquiries, poke about with ginger steps and trembling noses. The great hope was that the woman's brother had stopped by and picked it up, although no one had seen him do so. I never asked what they'd found out, and I don't plan to, because as long as I don't know, the cat has the rare distinction of being both dead and alive. That is, it has the chance of being either dead or alive, but that means that in my own mind, I have to consider both possibilities at the same time. Therefore, making the cat, in a very practical sense, dead and alive simultaneously. It's like my very own version or instance of Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's cat, as you may and or may or may not be aware, is a famous thought experiment named for the particle physicist Erwin Schrodinger, who came up with it in 1935. Schrodinger was, not to say critical, but at least doubtful, as to the then-common understanding of a particular article, then making the rounds among quantum physicists. This understanding held that, at extremely small scales, a system may exist not just in one state or another, but in both states simultaneously, and that it is only when the system is measured or observed that it quote-unquote collapses into one state or the other. For example, consider an extremely small bit of a radioactive substance, so small that over the course of an hour, only one atom of it might or might not decay. The most popular understanding of quantum mechanics is that after an hour, the atom both has and has not decayed. It doesn't quote-unquote decide whether it's decayed until an actual measurement is taken, at which point the system collapses into one state or the other. Schrodinger was, as I say, not at all sure about all this, and to illustrate his doubts, he proposed we imagine an extremely inhumane box containing a live cat and a Geiger counter hooked up to these tiny few atoms of radioactive substance. If an atom decays, the Geiger counter releases a spray of hydrocyanic acid, killing the cat. If no atom decays, the cat lives. The 1935 understanding of quantum mechanics applied to this scenario would hold that after an hour, 
Until you looked inside the box, the cat would be alive and dead at the same time, which is clearly ridiculous. Schrodinger and Einstein shared a good scholarly laugh over it. So now at work, I have my very own instance of Schrodinger's cat. As long as no one tells me whether or not they found it gathering dust or worse in a closet, or whether the brother had in fact descended upon it as a ministering angel, the cat remains deliciously unresolved. It has withered through starvation in the apartment, and it is roaming the parking lot by the light of the full moon. As long as no one knows for sure either way, it can literally have the best of both worlds, this one and the next. It is by far the most interesting thing I've ever heard of happening and not happening at my singularly uninteresting place of employ. I may not be able to keep company with this double cat of mine, but I feel a sort of affinity with him nonetheless. I often feel as though I myself exist in two states simultaneously. The one that remains at this job for another year, then three years, then five, each passing season finding me more comfortable with the mindless tedium and making escape that much more inconvenient, finally winding up an obscure old duffer with a paid-for house, and the other version that makes the leap sometime in the next six months, despite still not having quite figured out which direction to jump in, and drags his family through hell for the sake of failing at an exciting new career. Both of these future versions of myself exist simultaneously. Each second is its own miniature moment of crisis, bringing one or the other of them into clearer focus. At this point, I'm doing my best to keep the probabilities in balance. Whenever one ends up looking more likely than the other, I divert my efforts in the other direction. We'll see how long I can keep it up. The End Thanks for listening to Howell Creek Radio. I'm Joel Duick. If you're a particle physicist and rightfully appalled by the violence I've done to quantum mechanical theory in my 30-second explanation of Schrodinger's cat, you can go to our lovely website at howellcreekradio.com and leave your comment on this episode. If you're also simultaneously and inexplicably fascinated by the sound of my voice and my libertudinous way with words, You can also subscribe to this podcast for free via iTunes, email, or RSS, ensuring you automatically get new addresses as they are beamed from our unlicensed radio station deep within the Superior National Forest. By the way, Dad, in case you're listening, I just thought you'd appreciate that Schrodinger's cat is, in fact, a legitimate example of a reductio ad absurdum. Follow us and get in touch on Facebook, facebook.com slash Howell Creek and on Twitter at Howell Creek. Howell Creek Radio has no sponsors. The text of this podcast is released under the Creative Commons 4.0 Attribution International License. Man, that's a long thing to say. Yeah, okay.